0: Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 72 of Pararune. And uh, I'm sitting in the graveyard in drawda of St. Peter's Church. It's a beautiful sunny day and I think that's a good reason to go to a graveyard. To just appreciate how amazing it is to be alive because um, most of the people here are dead. So I'm here with my son, uh, Danny. I call him Danny, but I think everyone else calls him Daniel. And, uh, yeah, so how are you, Danny? Yeah, I'm okay Doing well It's a lovely day uh, You did a gig with a uh, band that you're in called Modern Love And I think, I'm going to put your song on at the end of this podcast So, What's that song called? Us Oh yeah, it's called Us uh, how did the gig go last night?
2: Yeah, it was pretty good um, A good turnout um, It was our first time playing in a good while So we were a bit shaky but yeah it was a good gig I enjoyed it that's good and
1: um, you've got another few coming up but you've got Leaving Cert coming up as well and I've been I know I've been wrecking your buzz by telling you to study is that really
2: pissing you off Uh, no well sometimes yeah it's okay though (laughs) you sure (laughs) yeah yeah Leaving
1: Cert's easy yeah that's the kind of thing that makes me really (laughs) nervous (laughs) Well, the mocks went fine. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You did, and uh, you did the uh, practical for music, and that went well.
2: Yeah, it was perfect, actually. Don't even worry about the leaving, sir. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. If, if there's anyone, listening, that's gonna <laughs> do the leaving, sir. They build it up way too much. Like.
1: Yeah. It's really fine so that's your advice to anyone who is doing the living third yeah. anything else you want to say to them no just enjoy enjoy the year as well yeah don't just stay inside studying because that's shit that's it yeah okay I mean this point I'm making here is that we're in a graveyard and <laughs> these people are dead so uh, um that's not their fault of course I mean so um, before we move on I'm going to have a good few people on this podcast and I'm going to take a few short interviews that I did when I was in America and in Leeds and there's two of them are from America and three of them for Leeds so I was in um, the Bronx and I did a gig there in uh, Rory Dolan's and uh, I always remember I don't know if it's Doran's or Dolan's but whatever and and uh, there was some comedy on, but there was also a girl called Denny Boney playing fiddle and uh, her own songs. And she's also toured with uh, Monday. And uh, she's toured with that girl who sings Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Who was who that, Denny? What? Who sang Girls Just Want to Have Fun? Uh, Cindy Lauper. Cindy Lauper, yeah, she toured with Cindy Lauper. I can't believe you knew that, actually. <laughs> and. Uh, She's coming to Ireland. She's doing a couple of gigs in Lep, one in Wheelands, I think, on the uh, 20th of, well, let me see, 18, 19, 20, 21st of, um, it's a Sunday night in, in Wheelands, and she's doing Boils of Slain on the 18th, and she's doing uh, the Katie Clacking up in Limavady on the twenty. F- I want to say first, but anyway, you can check her out on her website. So this will be the first interview, and then I'm going to You know, have a few more people that I met backstage and doing gigs with them. Uh, So, uh, yeah, enjoy this. Um, And I'll talk to you after. It won't be long. I'll be talking to you soon. It's Denny Bonet. I'm here in Rory Dolan's uh, with Denny Bonnet, and uh, she's just played an amazing set. Thank you. And uh, also given me your CD, which I haven't had a chance to listen to yet.
0: But you will, and I you'll w- listen to it a lot and you'll play it really loud often.
1: Well, of course I will yeah. in the car. And it's doing really well for you, correct?
0: It's doing really well. We just charted in the states, and mm. we actually are number 37. Now, that's, you know, that's good. That's
1: amazing. I mean, who the
0: heck am I, right? So it's number 37 right in front of the Rolling Stones and Lucinda Williams. I'll show you the picture. I'm not making this up. I just found this yesterday and, you know, I, I just screamed and put it up on Facebook, which is what we do when we find out something. <laughs> yeah, but it
1: is amazing because this is, the States the big.
0: It, it is So big.
1: you get to 37 in the States.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Well, 37 on the list. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's very exciting. And um, we're getting airplay. Um, let's see, we're getting airplay. we got some airplay in Ireland um, mm. in Germany, and um, oh, little pockets of Scotland. there's some somebody's playing me in Scotland. Um, the album is very eclectic. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is the first CD I've ever done without lyrics. Yeah. So um, the running title of the album for a while was No Pesky Lyrics. But, <laughs> <laughs> but we thought Bright Shiny Objects was a better name. Right, yeah. <laughs> so,
1: and, and that's bizarre that that is the album that, that shoots up the charts. So.
0: I don't know. The next one's going to be called Shut Up and Play, I guess. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, that's cool. I mean, I met you uh, with Monday about, I don't know how long ago. Was it was two years couple ago. A couple years ago, yeah. yeah we it were... came up
0: on my Facebook wall.
1: Oh, did it really? It Is did, it doesn't it?
0: Yeah. You were a memory. Oh. Joe Rooney, a memory.
1: Well, I'll never forget uh, driving back from Boston into New York. You you were driving. and You'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget that because I'm so scared. But uh, no, do you not remember the sun was, uh, the sky was all I, orange?
0: I remember it seriously like it was yesterday. And we were listening to um, Monday's album. His
1: new album. Well, it was the new album. New, it had the newest album released at that point
0: point. and um what was it it was it was,
1: there was one song
0: one back. song that just oh it just came on just as the sun was setting mm. and monday's in the back he's passed out he's he's not even with us he's just like out to sleep you know mm. and you and i are in the front and i'm balling am driving the car and the, i'm crying away there and this is crazy
1: yeah, no, uh, uh, it's amazing. I'll never forget that. That was that was a beautiful. We had a moment, moment you we, and I. We had a moment.
0: May we have many, many more of those oh, exciting, so. wonderful moments with so. me behind the wheel. Ask Monday. I, I did a lot of driving on the last trip, and and I have a tendency of when I'm driving, I have to make sure that I really know where I'm going. So I put on like three GPSs at the same time, <laughs> just to make sure that they don't contradict each other. And um mm. and he was just finally oh goodness sake he didn't say goodness sake, that wasn't what he said, but I'm keeping it clean just in case. Yeah. And um he said something to the effect of, you know, of can we turn one of them off? Yeah. <laughs> you're driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm like, No, no, you have to listen to all of them because you're gonna fall asleep and I'm gonna get lost. <laughs>
1: so Yeah. Well, what I often do is um, I put an address into the GPS, and then I just drive the opposite direction and just say "shut up" to the GPS lady. Does yours when go I'm angry?
0: recalculating? Recalculating? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, mine, mine don't do that. Mine don't do that. Mine just basically they just go quiet. No, they, <laughs> they, no. You know what they do? They, they mm. have you. They'll if you miss the turn, then for the next fifteen stops, they'll say, "Make a right." Onto Smith Avenue, make a right onto Betty Avenue. You know, and it just will, will, you know, keep doing it until finally you just want to say, "Lady, Uh, I'm following the other GPS's directions." Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: Don't you understand that? I'm just (laughs) not going there. Not going there. I'm in, in a different state. Um, But you, uh, you've played with some big stars apart from me, and. (laughs) <laughs> cindy lauper yes correct cindy lauper yeah,
0: I, I, I toured with cindy lauper it was almost 10 years ago with cindy yeah and um it was amazing we actually did um it was a couple of years that i played with her mm. we did a concert on the great wall of china for mtv asia yeah and um the guests were alicia keys and boys to men and then a bunch of people who i don't know because they were chinese mm. and um couple uh, Nelly McKay 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 how say okay Nellie. so Nelly and I she's she's pretty fun and she and I mm. climbed the great wall of China together yeah. and ran into boys to men when they were on the way down and it was kind of like hi we're boys to men I'm like oh I'm nobody but you know I'm I'm Danny that's Nelly and we had our pictures taken and then they continued down the wall, and we mm. went a little bit further because it was pretty high, and we were a little scared. Mm. So, I um, know. Let's see, I did uh, Australia and Japan, and all around the states with her a couple of times. That's amazing. We did TV, and how the hell
1: did that Chinese gig t- uh, come about? That that uh, you was... can
0: actually see some of that if you put in yeah. um, if you put in uh, Cindy Lauper, Great Wall of China concert you'll see me sitting there playing oh, true, really? true Colors um, with her oh, right. I'm going uh, to yeah. it's on YouTube everything's on YouTube cool, cool. It's- I actually <laughs>
1: saw Sandy Lauper uh, at Glastonbury just the one that's gone she played in the acoustic tent of all wow really yeah no it's a big marquee it's a big one but um, it was the acoustic one or the folk tent or something but it was an unusual Well, sure, so her for last Cindy album
0: was, um, was more of a uh, a country album she right. went for kind of for a new, so the,
1: the folk the folk tent actually yeah. a folk music tent yeah
0: well that's like we're talking about bright shiny objects my album going mm. on the charts and it's on the roots rock chart all right yeah what is roots rock i don't know but
1: yeah. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> actually yeah, whatever
0: it is i'm on no. it so yeah, you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, how do you
1: um write songs
0: how do I write songs?
1: Do you? We come up with a melody. Is it in your head, or is it, or do you play it?
0: Well, this, it. it the process has changed mm. a bit because this last album, I had a purpose, and mm-hmm. my purpose was I wanted to write with people who were basically going, basically going to kick me in the butt to play my instrument in mm-hmm. ways that I had really never played it before, and would push me mm-hmm. to be a better player, which I think it has because it forced me to have to actually practice the parts that I learned that I wrote. Mm. But um, a lot of the uh, pieces on the new record are co-writes. And mm-hmm. what I did is I, I called up different people. Um, Steve Gabori, who uh, was Cindy Lauper's keyboard player and MD forever, um, I knew he would push me. And, mm. and so he and I wrote. Uh, we wrote Light This Candle and Red Dog together. And I have a friend named Ian Hatton, an English guy who used to play in the group Bonham. So that kind of has a Led Zeppelin kind of feel to it. And, um, you know, it's, it, it has a little bit of everything on this record. It's, you know, it's got a lot of niches on this record. Yeah. But it seems to be... Uh, d- all the d- DJs d- are playing different tracks, and, mm. um, which is great. I'm, I'm thrilled. But... Um, my singing songs <laughs> which mm. are all my other album all four or five CDs that I have before that mm. um you know I, 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 i'm like probably like most other songwriters you know you'll be walking down the street and yeah. you're la, la 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 ooh that's good you know um walking the dog all of a sudden i'm walking the dog mm, you know mm, mm. It, it it just comes to me and um
1: and what do you get out of your phone and record? Yes, or, yeah. thank
0: goodness for the phone uh, recorder now, right? Because yeah. I used to carry around, you know, a MP3, little MP3 player, and before that, you know, the giant boom box. No, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> I never <laughs> those around.
1: little um, recorders with little tapes in them.
0: Yeah, yeah, remember those? Dictaphones. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, all those. Before we mm-hmm. had these fancy-schmancy recorders. And, and now it's funny because... You know, same thing. I used to have a fancy camera, and what do I use my phone now for everything? So
1: I know it's pretty. It's it's actually amazing because I mean you can just go on live now on Facebook Live and just and, and
0: we do. And, uh, we should be doing that right we now. We Should actually doing. be doing
1: that right now because mm-hmm. I, but I haven't got coverage. Perfect. But um, <laughs> uh, and, and who else did you work with? From-
0: um, oh, let's see. I w- played with REM. I yeah. Um. I used to play in a show called Mountain Stage on yeah. on National Public Radio, and I was in the original cast uh, band for that. And right. and, um,
1: and how did the REM thing come back? The
0: REM thing; it- they were big supporters of that radio show. Okay, yeah. So at the time, um, I had left the show, mm. and I left to go play with Robin Hitchcock. Wow. So I toured with Robin for a few years, mm. and um, I made a movie with Robin, mm. Jonathan Demme film, uh, that's called Storefront Hitchcock. I'm in that. Cool. And um, golly gee, who else? So then, yeah, R.E.M., Sarah McLachlan, um I don't know. I mean, like every... Every day I'm getting calls. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna keep tracking. I'm playing with Larry Kerwin next week. Oh wow, cool! From Black Forty Seven, we're mm-hmm. playing BB B. Kings next week. Nice. And And um, yeah, it's like ever since I met Monday, all of a sudden I'm like playing a lot of Irish stuff. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> which is great. I'm happy to be learning it. I don't play traditional music at all, so I have to kind of give it my own. Twist.
1: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I was amazed actually when I was when I was I did a few gigs with Mundy in the States here, but every time he'd turn up to a new city he'd have a different band with him and he would kind of have just sent them the songs. Emailed them the
3: songs or something.
0: See he needed me on that you know, I, at he least, did need you because I that. did. A, I've done a bunch of stuff with him like that where sorry, Mundy, you're just going to say, listen to this later and go, oh, I can't believe she's doing saying that. But it's true. We're fun together.
1: No, you're <laughs> brilliant together. I said that to you. I said that to you. We're really you fun should, together. We have a good time. Him. You should be with him all the time and <laughs> should be on his album as well. But um, <laughs> I yeah.
0: didn't say that, Mundy. He said that. I said I didn't that. Say that. He said that.
1: I said that. Okay, <laughs> it was true though.
0: As um, uh, Monday's going to do all the vocals on my next record. I'm not bothering anymore. Just like so, let's uh, let somebody else do it. <laughs> that's a,
1: that's a good. You should do a swap then. Yes. Do okay. A swap over. Or just do a double a, a double album. <laughs> do, do people do double albums anymore? There's no gatefold People don't
0: even do albums anymore. Well, they don't do albums. I mean, right. you know, this is this is a rarity that you know. I actually signed a record deal. I'm on a label. Oh yeah. Isn't that crazy? I didn't um, think.
1: I didn't think there's a lot of applause going on upstairs.
0: Yeah, no, they're applauding us for yeah. our wonderful conversation. I'm
1: getting slightly nervous because I'm, I'm thinking I should be honored. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Wait.
1: But no, that's not no, me. okay. We can keep I, going. I was now. Never on Saturday
0: night <laughs> Is that you? No. <laughs> Did you do that? No, I didn't.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: you listen to the introduction. Oh well, not this week. Um, no, I I, I actually uh, this. This last record, I also cashed in on a lot of favors with um, the players that are playing on it. I Mm. mean, can I can I name drop the players? Yeah, of course. Crazy the players I have it. I got Sean Pelton from Saturday Night Live on drums. Mm. Will Lee from Letterman on bass, um, and we also have Graham Maybe on bass. We you know different different sessions we just mm-hmm. would bring in the ringers for all of them matt beck from matchbox 20 uh steve holly played drums with uh paul mccartney yeah. um oh i mean the list is is just monstrous i got some of the best rhythm sections anyway in the whole world yeah um
1: and where did you record
0: uh in new york mm-hmm. different studios mm-hmm. i did a lot of the strings in my house and then we would go and them in the studio but the lead vocals i did in the studio vocals hello violin violin, violin vocal lead, it's all the same the difference violin, yeah, yeah, yeah but
1: um well listen it's brilliant and thanks for having a chat with me and i hope i hope you can give hope you can get over to ireland and play your well own
0: we're working games. on it we're actually working yeah. on i'm hoping to at least um
1: or europe even just all yeah. of europe
0: yeah well we are seriously working on it it will happen this year yeah it will, and, but you'll probably be on tour and won't be around when I come, no, so right. I'll have to let you know way in advance. We
1: do, yeah, yes. We
0: could do a show together.
1: That'd be class, actually. Be, I could organize that. Really? Tell me when you're coming, and we'll organize okay. one show, the two of us together.
0: Okay. I'd love that.
1: That'd be class. How about we, May? May is Ah,
0: good. ooh, see? Pull you on a date here. Yeah, no, I'm around
1: Ireland in May. I'm okay. Around. I'm not over here right so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or August we'll see
1: <laughs> yeah I'm coming back here at, in late August early September to do the Kansas City Irish Festival and then I'll
0: I did that one
1: and, and then I'll do other gigs around here did
0: that so. with Monday that was fun yeah. that was my my observation is that there was um, every time you turned around there was another incredibly beautiful young girl playing fiddle really well yeah I mean it's like I don't, or singing really well, <laughs> but mostly it was like, where did these people come from? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great festival.
1: Right. Yeah, but it's put you slightly on edge when you no, see other.
0: Not really, because I know those. what I do. You yeah. know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm secure in my skin. You know, <laughs> but but no, I'm I'm. I think it's amazing that there's so much talent in one place.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it's a good festival, so I'm looking forward to doing it again. I think there's going to be a few films shown that. There's going to be an Irish Film Festival as well as part. When is that? And, uh, it's uh, the first weekend in September. So, um, but uh, but you know, we're going to be doing a gig in Ireland. That's the main okay, thing. Okay, we'll work on that. Okay, thanks.
0: So good to see you again.
1: That was Danny Boney. Um, yeah, so as I said, she'll be uh, doing some gigs here in Ireland in May. Uh, one of them being the 18th of May in Balls of Slane. Well, I'm here still in the graveyard and I'm looking at a uh, uh, an erection. I'm looking at an erection here. Uh, it's for the Drogheda Mechanics Institution to the memory of um, ah, who is this who is that Danny some guy the secretary William Leonard 1855 yeah he's he was who's uh, was uh, yeah and yeah, the next guy I'm going to talk to um, is uh, Ryan McMullen who I did a gig with in New Jersey in in uh, a place, uh, a gig that's run by Paddy Glennon who's got a, a concert room basically attached to his house and he's got loads of people play there and he invites the audience and they come and have drinks and food. And uh, he's had uh, big people um, uh, come, but I can't remember who they are now. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Glenn Hansard. Glenn Hansard has done it and some other people. And... Um, so I did the gig It was the first time we did stand-up comedy at it It's usually Kind of singers And songwriters um, But Ryan McMullen Was on Webby And uh, a week later he's supporting Ed Sheeran In Turin As the first day Of a European tour So he's touring With Ed Sheeran At the moment And I had a chat With him after the gig And this is it
3: Black is the colour My true love's hair Her lips She lie So
1: Ryan, you're amazing. First time I've seen you live, it's just
4: amazing. Thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I enjoyed you just as much as
1: everybody else there. You were great. Ah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, So how how did you start? You were from Belfast, right?
4: Yeah, well, like 30 miles away, uh, Mm. county down Portaferry.
1: Yeah, right, yeah. And uh, you were always into music, like, growing
4: up, were you, like... Do you know, I was actually more into Hurley. uh, Mm. And not sure your listenership but like hurling yeah. to people that aren't from ireland is a an irish sport i was always into that all oh, right yeah. and then i kind of hurt myself yeah. and i can't compete i mean i could play but i couldn't compete to the level that i was playing at uh yeah. so i figured what else do i like music okay let's go there see where that goes yeah uh yeah, yeah so i was very sports um, Uh and now because i can't really compete it's all about music yeah right yeah and yeah. um
1: I presume, though, you were into music growing up. I mean, you were into listening to music.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that in Ireland, you're surrounded by music. Mm. And, I mean, my mum was a great singer. My dad loved music. Uh, Yeah, you were always surrounded by it. I was more surrounded by rock, though, like Thin Mm. Lizzy was a big influence growing up. But, yeah, I mean, it was always there.
1: And did you play an instrument from when, from when you were young?
4: No, I I only played guitar from whenever that uh, you know, sports injury happened, so about 16, 17. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Because I noticed when you did the gig, you said you were only playing piano for a year. Yeah. I was, you must have it in you, though. Yeah, well, I, I don't
4: like... know. I mean, honestly, if there was a pianist in the room, they'd be like, I get what he's doing, but his right hand should be doing more. My right hand sort of sits as a constant. that's kind of keep me in time. Uh, but at the end of the day, I always say this to people that I don't have a day job. You know, this is my day job, so I have hours of the day that I get to practice. Uh, right. But I'm glad that it's starting to work. I mean, I, I'm really loving piano at the minute. It's great for writing because I'm not playing guitar. I don't know where I'm going. Mm. And it kind of helps with writing and melodies and all that.
1: So, so yeah, is it a different kind of song you'd write if you're if you're going to write on piano?
4: Yeah, I feel like whenever I write on guitar especially at the minute, I don't know whether it's just in my head or not, but it's either Irish folk or straight up country. (laughs) Yeah? I can't, yeah, it's weird. It just doesn't uh, work the same way that, well, the way the piano does, the piano works in a way that I get to, the melody leads instead of the guitar being the predominant factor. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's just, I'm glad that it's starting to work out and I'm glad people think that I'm, you know, it's like, I feel like I'm going to get found out any day, but I'm still kind of riding that God, wave.
1: Isn't <laughs> mad? I, 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 like you're so talented. I, like obviously a talented songwriter, great singer, amazing voice. Thank you, and a great performer. Like, and th- 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 how did you start writing? When did you did you start writing songs when you were sixteen,
4: seventeen, or? I mean, honestly, I only started really writing songs about two years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I had written. I had written songs before that, but I never pay any attention to them. You know, I just mm. thought, let's sing as loud as I can and as abrasive I, like as I can, and mm. that'll that'll do everybody. You know, they'll be like, oh, he's impressive, and then I realised, oh wait, songs are a lot more than screaming in a microphone. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to constantly learn to get better at writing like melodies and things that people will sing to as opposed to just being this big fucking voice that nobody cares about like they're like oh it's impressive but
1: fuck that <laughs> yeah something that people will sing along to yeah and and you you were saying like some of the songs that you've written are about people that are fictional which, yeah I mean that's kind of unusual isn't it that
4: you would yeah Um. I, well it's just I mean my favourite songwriters like the likes of Bruce Springsteen, Tom Waits, mm-hmm. Foy Vance, Paul yeah. Brady—they all write from the heart, but they also write fictional stories because writing, I guess, it's very easy to talk about yourself, mm. but there's this other side of it. Like you, you know, you essentially you're creative writing. And so why not make up stories and yeah. sing about? Them? You know, I mean, why not? Why I you know. I mean, your you're so?
1: allowed to do it if you're if you write books or if you write yeah. plays. You you, you know. to make up fictional people. Yeah. And I know that some songwriters find that annoying that that you're not supposed to be allowed to. It yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand why you would limit yourself to just yourself. I mean. Mm. It's the same with rap music. I mean, I couldn't write a rap song, but if somebody asked me to help them write a rap song, I wouldn't say no to it because why? Why limit yourself? Sky's yeah. your limit. The world's a big place. Why not, you know, jump into everything? Yeah, as yeah. opposed to keeping yourself in a niche. Yeah, the hell with that. Like, yeah, no, no. It's an interesting though,
1: thing. I know Lou Reed always had that problem. That I know he wrote songs about. Drugs or whatever, and the people yeah. must thought that he must have been a heavy drug user. Yeah. No, I'm just writing about fictional people. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, um, what are you up to these days? You're, I know you're going on... Are you allowed to... Yeah, I am. You yeah, are sure. Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah, going on tour with uh, Ed Sheeran in three days, Yeah. essentially, yeah. Have one yeah. more gig in New Jersey. And, and then... how did that come about? So, a friend of mine is a big friend of his... Mm -hmm. and they introduced me to him we did a couple like a back and forth kind of thing I played a song he played a song Mm. we get on really well as people he's a he's a fucking he's a fantastic human being an absolute troubadour of a human you know yeah Uh, but we we got on really well from the get go Mm. and he invited me back a couple of times over to his again and same thing oh have you any new songs yeah I'll play it and then oh have you any new songs yep here's mine but then I was supporting Foy Vance in London and Ed came to the gig and after my set, he came up to me and he said, what are you doing, March, April, May? I said, nothing. Hmm. He was like, would you like to go on tour? My first reaction was, no, fuck off, no. But, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. straight away you're going, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Uh, but it's testament to him, you know, at the end of the day, like I know for a fact people would pay to be his support yeah. and there's him given it to a wee fucking short Irish guy with nothing behind him, but mm. he believes in what I'm doing. It's just it's just complete testament to him, the human that he is. Yeah, He's yeah, superstar, absolute superstar.
1: And that's uh, have you like got a record deal now or no? No, um, no
4: like... <laughs> It's it's, it's kind of great because currently I'm unsigned labelly. I'm yeah. I've no publishing. Think it might have just signed uh, a booking agent, but I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're literally nothing wow. like this project. Like what I'm doing is nothing. Like we're fr- at the ground and we're going on tour. In my opinion, the biggest tour of 2017. Like the guy just yesterday, uh, it got released that he had nine songs in the top ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? and yeah. we get to go on that tour and go, we're nobodies, and this guy is massive. Yeah. So it's it's very gorilla style, you know, from the ground up, and I love that, but I also, like, I really love the fact that we're nobodies, and we're on the biggest tour of the year. How the hell did we get that? You know?
1: You won't be nobody for long.
4: Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, I hope so, but if I can keep doing what I'm doing, I'm all right, you know? Well, it's brilliant, and is uh, Elton John's fan now? Yeah. yeah, uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure I I get to say that. Uh, Essentially, he... uh, He got sent a few of the songs Mm -hmm. just through that sort of friend group. Yeah. And he got in touch straight away, being like, I really like it. Mm. Uh, What's his deal? Uh, And then he invited me to one of his shows. We hung out. He told me a lot of really nice things about me. Mm. Which... I'm not really great with compliments. I guess it's an Irish thing, you know, it's like they'll yeah. tell you you're alright and you're just like, Oh, thanks very much. Uh yeah, so what's the crack with you? But he gave me a lot of lovely compliments mm. and sort of spent the evening chatting and it was great. But again, I'm sitting there going, Fuck hell John like Yeah. It's not it's not like you're talking to anybody, you're talking to one of the most prolific living legends. Yeah. And they're telling you that you're great and you're kind of going, how do I not let this go to my head? (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, another superstar of a human. Like, great person.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. And he's taking interest in younger acts, which is good. And so do you, like, um, put aside time of the day then to write? Do you you write every day or would you? Obviously, if you're on tour, I guess you can't do that.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's funny because people talk about when you're on tour, you'll write. I'm the complete opposite. Mm. I really love people. Like, I love going and talking to, whether it's the people who are, you know, catering, I guess, mm. or even the the bookers or the promoters or whatever. I love talking to people. And I would much rather spend my time getting to know people and being involved in the experience as opposed to shying away off into a room and trying to write a song. Mm. Uh, I should probably spend more time writing, Um writing, but at the end of the day, there's no rush in what this business is. I mean, I understand that there's sort of a time limit. You kind of have a projectory and it's kind of, it's all working. Mm. But I'm I'm not in any rush. But in terms of writing, I should probably write more. But so I was in Nashville a while ago mm. and they do this thing where they set up three co-writes a day, three 3R sessions. You get three songs but you're not connected in any way. It's not a, mm. it's it's not organic in any way. It, it just feels so... It's it's like you're part of a machine.
1: Mm.
4: And I hate that. I hate the idea that it has to be that way. I love mm-hmm. the idea of writing a song, living with it for a couple of days, figuring out if that's how that song should be. Is that the right lyric? Is that what you're trying to say? Mm. L- just living and breathing it. Um, so I, I kind of like to take it slow and figure out if that's what I want to say. And if it is what I want to say, am, am I saying it right? As opposed to that three songs a day kind of, yeah. you know, that's a lot of... And most of them songs get forgotten about. And they could be really good, but as quick as they're written, they're forgotten. You know, and right, that's, right. it's a shame. You know, it's hard work that's going missing.
1: Yeah, and but I'm trying to say, do does it come to you? Does a song come to you? Or do you sit down and go, I'm going to write...
4: Uh, it's kind of a, of a bit of both of it's both. A kind of a bit of both I mean mm. for me most of the time it's about where I am at that point whether I'm happy sad pissed mm. off falling in love it doesn't really it doesn't really matter but whenever that mood strikes me mm. I will sit with a guitar or sit at a piano and figure out like I mean if it's a happy song I'm clearly wanting to sing and and mm embrace that happiness but the sad songs you're sitting and trying to figure out a sort of slow melody and what I really want to say but Mm -hmm. it just all matters where I am at that time and if if it works great and if it doesn't well there's always tomorrow yeah
1: right <laughs> you know well, what i loved about your set well when you went into that medley i think you started off with one of your songs then you went into black is the color and yeah. then the maniac that was yeah. amazing that was awesome yeah it's like a little opera there yeah
4: <laughs> it's like i mean yeah. i love black is the color but <laughs> maniac 2000 which most people probably don't know of but in ireland that went to number one yeah like that was a huge song um but that was my sort of adolescence i remember that song well probably more my brother's uh age group but i think i was like 12 13 and that song was everywhere yeah and it never left you know it was always there and i love that fact and the guy the guy who did it mark mccabe he got in touch he heard that medley and he was like i love it absolutely love it please keep playing it yeah um yeah, it's, it's it just a,
1: a unusual juxtaposition. I mean, like, black is colour is kind of an Irish tradie. Yeah. And, to, well,
4: and it works. L- lyrically, though, it's kind of like, you know, it's all him loving this woman, like, and I love the ground where on she stands. Mm, mm. But she's a maniac. Like, you know, I love that idea of, like, because there's no way and everybody... And it brought a bit of humour. Yeah. That's kind of initially yeah. quite a laugh on you. Because, like, <laughs> it, it's totally, like... You're absolutely in love with this girl, but you're also admitting that she's a wee bit of a maniac. Yeah. Like, as hilarious as it is, everybody feels it because they all know it, you know.
1: Sometimes you're attracted to the maniacs.
4: Oh, no, I'm the worst for that. I'm the worst. My mum always said that to me. Yeah. Ryan, you attract the crazies.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because there's a bit of... uh, um, Life is a bit boring unless you've got some kind of a crazy... (laughs) No case, girlfriend. <laughs> oh, I
4: know. Yeah. Love
1: it. Anyway, so um, you're heading off on you in three days without cheering. Mm-hmm. That'll be great. Fucking great.
4: Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> the most I've played to is 2,000 people, and the first gig is like 16,000, 17,000 people. It's going to be a, like a big change. Yeah. But regardless... I'll have a good time I just hope they do too
1: <laughs> yeah I don't know. I'm jealous man it's going to be a big adventure <laughs> for so. sure thanks anyway enjoyed the gig tonight and thanks for, thanks for chatting no thanks for having me know. and thanks
4: for playing tonight I had a great time I thought you were absolutely fantastic
1: ah cool thanks a lot
3: we fell no stranger to you and I We fell in love right on the first side Oh, and God knows we love a good fight So we can make it up at midnight So put your coat on, darling And let's go home So take my hand I'll take you home
1: Yeah, Ryan Mullen there. So, um, I'm going up to have a look at the most scariest looking uh, sculpture I've seen. I didn't realise this was in. If you're in Drogheda, St. Peter's Protestant Church in the graveyard, you go right up to the end of it. And in the wall, there's a sculpture of two skeletons. A, a, like... They're scary. It's my daughter, Duana, is here. What do you? What do you, do you know, Anton, about these? No. Thank no. you, Duana. They're old. Sorry, what did you say?
5: They're old.
1: They're old. Yeah. Um, they're like uh, they've got like a crown. They've they're they're like scary looking, like kind of. They're definitely like where one of them has a belly. It's got ribs and a belly, but the other one has just emaciated, no belly, like a skeleton, and. Um, fucking unbelievable I mean just genuine gothic brilliance and then there's a uh, Family Crest and Two Angels but they're very primitive looking things so um, so the next uh, uh, talk will be with uh, Mick Artistic who I met I've met a few times but I was in Leeds doing a gig I went straight from like Chicago to New York to Dublin to Leeds and did this gig in the Brunel Social Club in Leeds, uh, and uh, Mick Artistic was there backstage, and I'd met him already at the Electric Picnic, and I'd seen him perform at Glastonbury, and he's uh, telling me about a video he did for a poem song he did called David Bowie Was a Funny Man, and he made this, uh, so it's on um, YouTube, and you can have a look at it, and he made the video for it. It's an animation using an app on the phone. That's pretty cool. Huh? It's pretty cool. He's going to talk about that now, anyway, not he? So, uh, yeah, this is Nick Artistic.
5: David Bowie was a funny man. space in a little
1: tin cow. Hi, yeah, well I'm uh, here with Mick Artistic just outside the back door of the Brunel Social Club the Cronin are on in the background, that's what you hear so I um, just saw the uh, animation and poem and song tribute to David Bowie, now David Bowie was a funny man so yes. it, it's brilliant and the animation, you were telling me you did it yourself well it was
5: a fella called Josh Sutton uh, and me and uh, he's a fan of the band and a uh, I drew his picture about a month ago in a brown paper bag and he comes to see us at all these festivals and I was up in Otley visiting my mother who's just moved into Otley in Leeds and uh, I'm going around doing a bit of cold calling because that's what I do. My other, my other life is drawing people on paper bags in Biro. So I come down this yard and there's this fellow up come, and it's this fan of ours, Josh, and he goes, make it artistic! And he says, what are you doing? I said, I'm drawing people on paper bags. And he says, come in. And he made me a cup of tea. And then he says, yeah, I'll have one. So I drew his portrait and... And it was lovely. It was, you know, I hadn't drawn for a while, so I was a bit anxious about disappointing him. But uh, and then it turns out that he, he's, he's a gourmet and he writes books on food and about sort of outdoor culinary skills, you know, cooking when you're out in the wild and stuff. And uh, so anyway, it turns out he also made a little animation for a guy called Boff of Chumbawumba, who comes to see his playing as well. And uh, so Boff says, "I'll oh, try here, uh, Josh, because he, And he made this tiny little film called Jeremy Hunt. Yeah. Which lasts about a minute and it's just stop motion, it's just moving a little photograph. And I thought, and jo- Boss uh, says, M- Make a little film for the song. You know, you've got the song, people, are, you know, they listen, but if they had something to look at well, mm. then they'd be drawn in, they'd be a bit engaged. So yeah. I thought, Fine, and I, I rang him up and said, Well, you'd make a little film, Josh, with it. And he said, Yeah. So he says, "Come on on Monday. We'll make a film." Yeah. I thought, what in a day? And he says, "Yeah, yeah." And i will go pick my kid up at three o'clock. it would be sorted. Don't worry. So we, I turned up on Monday with him, and we. I brought a lot of little drawings I'd done of David Bowie, little cartoons, Maltesers, and this, that, and the other. Little. And then we just got on the ground, and he, he, it must. He got this little. Uh, he bought a little animation app for two ninety nine, and uh, and he'd already made two little films for. But and I think right. So I thought, fine, we'll go with it. This sounds like. Our uh, cup of tea this sounds like ego trip country so uh, so off we went on the monday and we've f- f- around for about sort of three or four hours moving bits of paper but it didn't really have the rhythm so by the time school finished we hadn't really got it sorted and we were trying to use the, the music and stuff and thought oh well it's not going to happen this then he says no wednesday we'll do it on wednesday so mm. i came back on wednesday and he got there for nine o'clock and he'd already been doing it for about an hour, just setting up. He had a little notebook, and loop, with uh, all these little numbers on the side, 600 to 950 is when the cigarettes come in. Mm. 950 to 1200 is when uh, Georgie Best arrives, mm. and uh, and he'd got it all sort of like mathematically. So and we sat there, we got on the on the ground and we're on our knees, moving these little lumps of paper by degrees for about six hours, mm. no break for lunch, up and down doing this. It was like mad Pilates, yeah. just <laughs> hitting this fucking this button, this uh, little uh, tablet that he had, and we're going click, click, a lovely sound. It's a lovely sound of a, of a camera going click, 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 and he says, right, we're going to get six, eight of them. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. And, uh, and I was sometimes hitting the button and sometimes I was covering the Venetian blinds because the sun started to come in and yeah. it's like, that, that fucking sun, it, we've had no sun for the last three weeks. <laughs> and it's that, so anyway, we just cracked on with it and then six hours in silence almost and I thought, it's got to happen, it's got to happen, this thing, we can't fuck around. So by three o'clock he went to get his son, he came back from school and then he hit the button to just kind of download it and nothing happened. I'm thinking, oh God, we've, we've wasted six mm. bloody hours. But then, he, you know, he tried something else, and then the next thing, the film turned up on this little screen, and I stood there behind him, and I watched in wonder. And I, and I thought, and I nearly started to, well, I could feel myself welling up, and I'm thinking, thinking it's beautiful. Uh, and there it was, this little, uh, and he, I mean, he had a great idea initially, just said, all, like, we'll, we'll make uh, Bowie's head... Move like an accordion because mm. we've got this accordion in the song, and I thought that's genius. Yeah. So anyway, it took like so. Josh Sutton and me made this little movie, and it's gone out. and uh, We've had Woody Woodmansey, the drummer of the Spiders from Mars, who yeah. gave us the thumbs up. I thought. Oh, yeah. Well, and if if only Trevor Boulder was still alive, the man with the big mutton chops, you know, the bass player, oh, yeah. his magnificent mutton chops. But he's gone. But yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, oh well. But yeah. uh, we've had a lot of a lot of uh, joy from it Lots of yeah. lot, my best mate who I've known for 40 years from Bradford Art College he's uh, three year older than me and he's, he's a mod and he's into funk and soul and really obscure indie mm. he's got one of one of his singles is called uh, Don't Make Another Bis- uh, Don't Make Another Bass Guitar Mr Rickenbacker Don't Make Another Bass Guitar Mr Rickenbacker <laughs> and uh, he's got loads of this nonsense stuff but I played in this Bowie thing in this pub in Weatherspoons in in Leeds City Station, and I and I and, and I watched him. Well, he was just he was, when he was listening, and then the next thing his eyes started to go red, yeah. and I could see him start to go f- filmy. I thought he's going to start crying, oh. and I, I was really stunned because this guy I've known for forty years, and he was he was moved. I think my God, he's he's I said, so must be good. Yeah, and it's
1: brilliant. It's on YouTube. It's
5: called "David
1: Bowie Was a Funny
5: Man" by Mick Artistic and it's beautiful at the end the rocket the rocket at the end oh yeah it's, it's yeah, well, yeah but also Johnny Flockton uh, it turns into some kind of uh, early Pink Floyd kind of Robert Fripp uh, meltdown it's yeah. wonderful no, yeah. and it's a we're having a ball we're having a ball me and Johnny and Ben it's a wonderful life yeah it is good um, I saw you for the first time in Glastonbury
1: last year I'm going back this year are you going back You're you're there every year aren't you yeah, yeah and, I, and I
5: met you properly at the electric picnic. Are you going back there? Yeah. Yes, I, I'm b- back to the. I will hopefully the electric. We've had no kind of confirmation yet, yeah. but I think we'll, we'll be. We're heading back, and we're back in Dublin in uh, on Ju- June. Oh, sorry, July the first. We're playing the grand social again. Oh, cool! And, and on Ju- June the thirtieth, the night before, we're at Boyle's Slane, Boyle's. Park. Boyle's in Slane. It's my local almost. know? Oh, right? right? <laughs> well, well uh, we're there on, on a Friday night, so we're doing Friday and Saturday in Dublin, uh, end of June, beginning of July.
1: Oh, that's class I'll see you there um, I've got to go because I'm in I'm going on to stage in you a few are, minutes but uh, thanks a million Mick thanks, oh, thank thanks
5: million. <laughs> and when he sacked the spiders from Mars he needed another backing band so who did he turn to where did he go he ran for the shadows round for the shadows round for the shadows
1: Okay, yeah, I'm at the back of the venue. Uh, I just met a fella from. Where are you from? County Longford, Newtown Forbes, called Shay. And Shay, how are you? Tell me why you're, li- you're living in Liverpool and how all that. Tell me your story.
2: <laughs> uh, two and a half years ago, working in a music shop, stringing guitars, selling CDs. Quit that, want to be a pro musician. Uh, got on the road doing a bit of pro stuff, and then on the 3rd of January, uh, three years ago I had a thunderclap aneurysm which is a it's, a it's a brain aneurysm that involves spinal treatment which puts off your dexterity somewhat so it means you're not as hot on the old guitar, you're not as hot as brushing the teeth, stuff like that. While I was in the hospital I was down in the dumps, uh, morale was low as expected and uh, that's when I first read Hello My Name is Paul Smith which is the autobiography slash biography of Paul Smith mm. on recommendation from my girlfriend. Uh, after reading that and hearing how Paul kind of struggled with his professional career as a cyclist and how that took a turn for the worse. We're talking about the designer Paul Smith here. By Sir you. Sir Paul, Sir Paul Smith, yeah. Um, he planned on being a cyclist. Uh, he got into a crash and he spent six months in hospital and the cycling kind of faded, I suppose, from the creative yeah. spectrum. It was then with the help of his girlfriend at the time, Pauline, that he started working with ladies fashion and then he found his own groove, which... Became the brand that is, is today. You know, he's 70 years old, he's over 40 years in business. 1972, I think, was the first time he had a fashion show in uh, Paris Fashion Week. But long story short, when I was sick and after reading the book, anonymously, uh, mm. inverted comments here, anonymously, I don't know who wrote the email. Mm. Somebody emailed uh, Paul's assistant and kind of told him that uh, his story inspired me to start sewing. So when I was in Sligo General Hospital, I started sewing buttons on the pillowcases, started opening my quilt and sewing it back together, you know, opening seams and trousers and so on. Doing a bad job, but then when I got out of hospital, I got my finest suit and I said, well, you can't do a bad job in on this one. So I took the time and I did it and I got it right. And then I got a job in Gerard Anthony's menswear wearing Carrick and Shannon. And Gerard, Fitzgerald showed me kind of the trade, showed me the do's and don'ts of suits and stuff like that. And then within a year, he he very kindly he, he very kindly um, kind of asked me to direct the the formal wear department and kind of introduce new stuff. And we did that, and it worked. We introduced new promotions. We kind of made it more approachable to younger people and different different subcultures and different people in the northwest of northwest of Ireland, where you don't really have that creative scope. Mm enjoyed that very much and then I decided that I needed to move to the UK because the fashion was moving a bit faster and I got in touch with Paul Smith and said you know uh, it's me it's the kid you wrote to you know and, and he, what, what I forgot to mention was that he sent you a uh, letter he sent me a, a letter and a DVD and a voice on tailoring and how much we had in common with music Miles Davis Chet Baker Steve Harley Nick Lowe you name it like it was like he was reading me mine Jack Kerouac Neil Cassidy Allen Ginsberg Andy Warhol Van Morrison, you know it was it was uncanny. Yeah. So I moved to Liverpool looking for graft, and Paul Smith has a really weird interest in rabbits. (laughs) Right, he's a thing for rabbits. When he got knighted, he got knighted in 2001. He got knighted at 11 o'clock and he got married at one. And when you get knighted, you have to choose a coat of arms, and Paul Smith's coat of arms is a coat with loads of arms, with a rabbit in the middle of it, and under it says "Never Assume." Yeah. What never assume means is if you think the shirt is gonna arrive on Wednesday, never assume. You ring on Tuesday and you see where the shirt is, okay? All right. When I moved to Liverpool I moved in with a seventy year old artist who yeah. only does artwork based on rabbits. Yeah. So I took that as a sign, got in touch with Paul Smith and uh on the eleventh of November twenty sixteen I started as the suit specialist in Paul Smith's latest store. And uh through that I'm getting to visit Naples, you know, uh I've been to London I've seen the seen where it all happens. seen where the designs come together I've seen the inspiration I've met some of my idols through it and uh, I don't know if, I suppose it's made something cool again to me and
3: uh,
2: it's, o- it's opened a new creative direction for me and I think uh, it's changed my outlook on what suits can do and I've swapped the music for dressing other people and I think if, you know, something that I'd look for in a song by Miles Davis, I'd say, well, that's that and that's that. I, I see that now in suits and I hope that that transcends into what I do with people every day and it's working well. So here I am celebrating sort of Paddy's Day, first Paddy's Day uh, in England, working for Paul Smith with Cronin and Joe Rooney in Leeds, you know. <laughs> that's the story. Is that it? That is just an incredible <laughs> story. It's an amazing story. So yeah, geez, thanks a lot, Shane.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Joe. <laughs>
3: Far do you
6: want us to go? We could take things upstairs or remain down, below. low till I find.
1: Hi Johnny. Uh, I'm talking to Johnny here from Cronin. How are you, Joe? Happy St. Patrick's Day, Joe.
6: Thanks very much. Uh, so we're in the... Tell us about the Broodinale Social Club here. Well, it's, we've played here the last three times. The last St. Patrick's Night, I mean, the last three years we played here. like no. yeah. But it's a pleasure to be here because it's, it's a mad room. There's a lot of history in this room. It used to be a workman's club, a bit like Phoenix Knights, you know, when Mick Artistic had come in here, a lot of students had come in here too. So we're in Headingley. It's the cricket, you know... Place, Hedden, Heddenley is. And mm. Tolkien used to live here too, believe it or not, when he was in Leeds, uni. But re- most recently, Johnny Marr loves it here. The Charlatans have played here. The Cribs have played here. Franz Ferdinand, the Kaiser Chiefs. You know, It's a, it's a historic, it's a real indie room. An Irish-wise, girl band were here in January. They had 200 people. Overkin are coming. Villagers has filled the room. Lisa Hannigan, Duckworth, Lewis Method, Thomas Walsh, Tosh, Neil Hannan, they've filled the room here too. So them playing a cricket record where you know all the yeah. matches are so we're yeah. excited tonight because we've fucking sold it out <laughs> I know yeah it's pretty cool <laughs> we've sold it out so we, do, we don't do that enough like you know yeah, yeah, well, yeah. we're really good but the audiences don't yeah. come like <laughs> uh, how's the uh, album been going for you it's going great we're releasing it in England now in May so Dermot O'Leary played Nelson Riddle and then Noel Gallagher we were on a session we were playing a gig with McGowan in Ronnie Scott's for Palestine for Bella Freud. Mm. How much name dropping can I do in this but, <laughs> but anyway, I gave it to Noel Gallagher, had the crack about me, oh do you get me? Because I know Paul and his brother well and we're like Mick DJs with him and he like he got papped with the record, so that went to mm. NME and went to the Daily Mail. So yeah, that that was really good to kick the ball out of our to kick it out of Mullingar, to yeah. kick it out of, you know, Ireland. So mm. so that was a, a bit of a mad one. And then Paul McLoon out of the Undertones, he's really helping us, he plays is a good bit, and yeah. Tom Dunn plays as a good bit, and Firkin, out of Hot House Flowers, he plays as a good bit too. So the record's gone great, but we released about eight singles. It's like back to the 50s again, so before we put out the record, for people to hear the record, to get us, you yeah. know. Yeah. So it's back to the Buddy Holidays, so every song has to be a single. So the reviews were... Yeah, rich. I mean, uh, the album, yeah. as such... Releasing an album is a different thing than it used to be, what,
1: 20 years ago, definitely,
6: but 10 years ago even. Back in the 80s when you were an Irish indie band, it was like you were just, well, Irish indie bands, but now when you release something, it's releasing it, it's the world, and it's kind of like next, you'll put out a video and it's what's next, what's next, you know, and you're competing with Ed Sheeran or Beyonce, so. Yeah, but I mean, people can download, do people even fucking pay for music anymore? I think they pay for gigs. I've noticed the stare like when I go to a gig I'll buy a cup. But I'm I'm a, a cup a, a cup Yeah but I'm showing my age here like you know, yeah, So there's, there's money in like cups or, Cups or, or you know like Or signed records You know I think people will buy, will buy signed vinyl To have something You know to come home Or or like a book Or something like that yeah, like Something unusual book, book um, of lyrics, so, Or Nick Cave has tea towels You know so I buy a Nick Cave tea towel My mate Mick Artistic has tea towels So it's one way So we should get into tea towels Do you know what I reckon? <laughs>
3: uh,
6: yeah <laughs> There's that, money uh, in tea towels Yeah <laughs> The whole um, <laughs> Can you imagine in Leonard Cohen selling tea towels sell after, t-tails. T-tails. probably in this day and age, would Leonard Cohen be signed in this day and age? That's the scary thing. Like you know yeah. how it's gone, like yeah. you know, because the rich is an ageism. Like now, you know, I'm I'm 33, nearly near the age Christ died. Now, like you know, but God, I mean. But I like that the, uh, Jarvis Cocker didn't make it till he was about thirty. Something. I think he, he was going for years. though Jarvis! It just mm-hmm. brewed up, didn't it? Like he mm-hmm. like he had my legendary girlfriend and Countdown, and all the, all these singles, mm-hmm. and he tried to sound like Leonard Cohen for a while, and then he just came in fashion. And mm-hmm. I suppose that whole electro thing in Sheffield with Human League and ABC, mm-hmm. and then Soft Cell from Leeds too. Like you know that that well, kind of came well in. Well and, what I'm saying is uh, because there's no record company, you can't yeah, really develop.
1: You, yeah, I mean you can on your own, but. Yeah. Um, you. I, I, I was just uh, re- reading the thing about See, David. Like, this is live. This is. Live. I love this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So yeah. like David Bowie's yeah. first couple of albums didn't sell, well, but the record company did mm-hmm. fly him to New York and he met Lou
6: Reed and he met mm-hmm. Andy Warhol. But that wouldn't happen now because how, how would he get over there? I, I love early David Bowie before he met Lou Reed. I love the Anthony Newley stuff, you know, where he's like kind of London by Tata, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, she's got medals, you know, what, that London accent. I yeah. kind of preferred that stuff to when he went. <laughs> when he went, like, you know, but I hear a lot of Scott Walker in David Bowie, yeah. too. But I suppose, yeah, he had to have Space Oddity. He had to have a hit. It's the same as Van Morrison with Astral Weeks. He had to have Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah. Couldn't get arrested. You know, you, you, yeah. you need the hit. And we used to go to school with the Kaiser Chiefs here when they were at Runston Power. But like, yeah. left Ireland when I was 14, went to Notre Dame here, and yeah. the Kaiser Chiefs went to school. And it was mad to see that kind of crack. Do you get me? Yeah. You know, with the different scenes that were in Leeds, because it is a Gothic town, like the Sisters of Mercy, the Mission, right. like a real Goth town. And then we had Chumbawamba. Oh, uh, yeah. d- you know, Chumbawamba came out of here, and Utah Saints, and Paul and Barry Ryan, do you remember, Eloise, you know, that that oh, right. th- they wrote that in Leeds, so the Leeds music scene is different to, like, say, Manchester, the Yorkshire scene is completely different, And you've got, like, Sheffield Pulp, and the Arctic Monkeys, and Def Leppard, and then you've mm. got Hull, Cabaret Voltaire, yeah, Cabaret Voltaire, of course, and Kingmaker, and the House Martins, and mm. the beautiful South, you know, from Hull, and... Philip Larkin, you know, there is, there is something here in, mm. like, you know, in, in Yorkshire, like, something's mm, yeah. great. But we're playing to a Yorkshire Irish crowd here tonight, like, you know, so. Oh, can't lo- I can't wait. A lot of people moved over in the 50s and the 60s and the 80s in the recession. There's a lot of Mayo and Donegal, and there's a lot of Irish Leeds United fans, like, you know, too. Absolutely, You know, Absolutely <laughs> but, you know yeah, but, like, yeah. but believe it or not, like, you know, so the, there's that passion here, too. So it's, it's exciting. We were in Liverpool last night, so it's great to be up north. Mm. The soul here. There is soul up the north, you know. I love London Northern too, soul. There is, there is there is, soul here. Yeah. And the area we're in, do you know, this is music, the Verve. This is music, the single off Northern Soul. Yeah. Where he's in the back streets, like, holding a plac- placard. Uh, Richard Ashcroft, it's just around the corner. Yeah? But yeah. So, like, you know, well, I'll take you there. And the best fish and chips you'll ever have is in Leeds, too. Yes. You know? I've had it
1: before here, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I got an amazing but suit today in in, in
6: the uh, second-hand shop. In this- but the chips are better in Mullingare, like... Lingy's and Luigi's, like, like, the chips in Ireland are better. The steak is better in Ireland, you know. The Guinness is better in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, <saying> <laughs> just in case you were getting too pro-British there. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to... I'll talk to you. <laughs> 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 we'll move on
5: to the room Louise. Well, uh, I'm going to... I've ordered the piece from you. said how far you
6: want this to go I my
3: soul
6: i we
3: we'll
1: that was the Cronin's and you heard Johnny Cronin talking there after uh, the gig in uh, the Brunel Social Club in Leeds so and before that that was Shane Kennedy and he was talking gave his quick synopsis of his incredible journey from uh, being a musician getting on your uh, you've heard the story it's just an incredible story and he's just a, a lovely man that I've only met that brief time backstage in Leeds so um yeah, I hope you enjoyed that journey. Some of those interviews were, uh, I was wrecked and, uh, jet lagged, so I might have been a bit, uh, off, uh, well, sounded a bit, uh, off, tired or whatever. And also other times I was, I was kind of stressed because I was, knew that I was going on stage, so half of me was listening or thinking about what I was going to do on stage, or listening to see if my name was being announced. So, uh, but it was pretty cool, huh? And, uh, uh, one gig I want to plug is the 9th of June in Cunningham's in Kildare. So you've uh, listened to quite a few people there. And if it's your first time, and if it's not your first time listening to this podcast, actually, can you just please give me a review on iTunes? Go on iTunes uh, on your laptop and uh, you could probably do it on your Phone as well, but if you can make the effort to do it, um, uh, please do because uh, it gives me uh, a boost in the ratings. And I've been doing this now for a year and a half uh, almost. Um, I'm not receiving any... I'm going to actually put up... Um, Uh, on my website uh, a way that you can um, donate money if you wish well I won't just ask you to donate money I will give you something for it so I'm at the moment designing t-shirts and mugs and bags and all this malarkey uh, but keep an eye on the website it's www.joerooneycomedian.com and all my dates for gigs are there as well and there's a show Joe show reel my show reel is there and uh and my blog and all that kind of malarkey you can also get me on uh, so you just do, but do leave a review it really helps so thanks please do please 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 and five stars yeah thanks and uh the uh, Twitter is Joe Rooney 1 um, and you can get me on Facebook as well so that's it Uh thank you to Daniel Rooney my son that I talked to has done the uh, little bits of music and uh, he's in a band called modern love and i want to play the song after i say goodbye and um, it's called us the song is called us and that's going to come on straight after helen's laugh goodbye
3: <laughs> before you know Is he going to lie? Is he going